Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 202. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. The average person spends $18,000 a year on non-essentials, but only $3,600 a year on personal development. Our mind is our most powerful tool. It's time to start investing in it. Learn exactly how to change what you think, believe, and feel, and get past self-limiting beliefs that may have been holding you back for years. Start investing in your most valuable asset, your mind. Join 143 other students that have already pre-enrolled in my Mindset Bootcamp course. Click the link in the show notes to pre-enroll today. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. There are five behaviors which limit our ability to get the results we're capable of. These behaviors limit the happiness available to us in our daily lives. They limit our ability to grow. They limit our ability to see clearly and cast a shadow over our success. We need to wake ourselves up to see honestly whether we're playing out these limiting behaviors in our own lives. So what are those behaviors and how do we correct them? Number one, spending before earning. A staggering 19% of Americans spend more than they earn per year. And this normally comes in the form of impressing people at the cost of their happiness and sanity. Our natural behavior is to hunt for instant gratification. This behavior is the number one thing that gets most of us into trouble. Buying things that make us feel good in the moment, even if it means extending our finances. 
stressing us out to live beyond our means, living in a bigger house than we actually need, buying an expensive car beyond our financial capabilities, buying over-the-top designer clothes, buying the newest iPhone, impulsive purchasing behaviors that may seem like the right decisions within the moment, but too often we react to our emotions rather than thinking logically. We inch closer and closer to that dopamine hit until it's too late. We make decisions predicated off of instant gratification rather than thinking long-term, rather than making short-term sacrifices for long-term reward. It's this knee-jerk reaction to short-term thinking that makes most people reactive. We need to learn to use our emotions to think, not to think with our emotions. Every decision that we make should be followed with, would the future me thank the past me? The effort and the work that we put in today has a huge influence over who we become tomorrow. Almost every person that you see that's reached a level of success had a massive amount of effort and work that you didn't see. Sacrifices that were made constantly. That is the cost of success. It is not free and it doesn't come easy. Early mornings, late nights, constant challenges, extreme effort put in consistently. And those individuals understand that the long-term return in their effort, of their efforts, the compounding effects of daily sacrifice, the person that you are today wants different things that are attached to older behaviors. What we need to do is separate those two. And we can accomplish this by asking ourselves a very simple yet eye-opening question. What if the person that you are today attached to new behaviors and a long-term vision? Think about those behaviors and what the outcome would be if we reframed our thinking to this long-term vision. What, what would that look like? What outcome could you produce? Number two, not accepting yourself. There is a fine line between striving for growth and beating ourselves up over what we have not yet accomplished, who we have not become just quite yet. Remember, insecurities nestle around building our confidence. One way that we can build a big-ass mound of confidence is taking inventory of the things that we are doing, focusing on our contributions rather than our shortcomings, taking inventory of the things we've accomplished up to this point. When our insecurities drive our mind, we tend to forget all the amazing things that we've done all the growth we've had as an individual. So why does this happen? Because the things we want start to bloat bigger than the things that we have. This is where gratitude plays a huge role in our lives. Now, 
these two things can live in parallel. It simply comes down to balance. The second half of this is realizing and understanding that our so-called imperfections are not flaws. They are unique traits, ones that allow us to walk a unique path, ones that allow us to do certain things in a unique way, ones that allow us to look through a different set of lenses than the person to our left or right, ones that make us who we are. There's this really stupid fucking idea that normal is good. Normal is not good. First, who's the one that defines what normal is? Normal is subjective. To be normal is wanting to suffocate our unique traits. To be normal is not wanting to share our superpower with the world. To be normal is suffocating our true self. To be normal is conforming to a mold that the world thinks is best. Remember, there is a reason as to why the delta of normal and those that are successful is so massive. Not accepting ourselves is a habit that suffocates the opportunity to lean into our authenticity and use our uniqueness to shimmy us closer to success. Accept yourself for who you are because that unique you is the only one in existence. Think about the material value of things that are one of one. They are worth a lot, priceless. Now take that same framework and apply it to yourself. That makes you incredibly valuable. Once we accept ourselves, the noise outside starts to become silent. We start to find core components around why we do certain things and address them at their core, rather than chasing false issues and making excuses. This is where real change starts. Number three, staying in unhealthy relationships. Whether with a friend or an intimate relationship with a partner, either one is extremely damaging to our happiness and growth. So what are some examples of an unhealthy relationship? Doubting our abilities. A great example of this would be you sharing your goals, your ambitions, and your significant other shooting them down or persuading you to doubt your own abilities. This implanted negativity can have a very long-term effect on our mental health. Sure, sometimes we have lofty goals, but that doesn't mean that our significant other shouldn't support us in those lofty goals. They should believe in your goals. They should believe in you. A great example of this would be them saying something like, it's a great idea, but don't be bummed out if it doesn't work. Or, I think you have to be more realistic. I like to call this dampening your dreams. The repetition of these comments and doubt eventually erodes our self-confidence. 
which is extremely important when it comes to self-growth and success. Next, complaining about your work getting in the way. Now, of course, there is absolutely a balance, as with, as with anything, but I'm more referring to the guilty twist, as I like to call it. This is where our significant other continually makes comments, creating thoughts of guilt and confliction. A clear indicator of this is your spouse being jealous of the time and energy you give towards your career or business. I see and hear this a lot. Of course, those with drive and ambitions take a lot of time to work and progress in life. But again, there is a balance and our partner should support that mission and balance, not create tension and shift that balance. Next, passive-aggressive behavior. The creation of resentment and emotional punishment. This usually comes with movement or accomplishments in our career. These accomplishments can create resentment and emotional punishment from our partner through things such as a silent treatment. This again drives us to second guess our work, our goals, and potentially feeling guilty about pursuing those goals. If you notice a link between your accomplishments and arguments ensuing after those accomplishments, it's a great indicator of that passive-aggressive behavior. We all need a support system, and being acknowledged for our success and hard work is what can help to drive additional growth. Having a partner fight with you, support you, help you push through challenging times is crucial. In fact, researchers studied 163 married couples and discovered that people with supportive spouses were more likely to take on potentially rewarding challenges. When we have a reliable partner, we tend to perform better within our profession. We earn more promotions. We make more money. And we feel more satisfied with our careers. Relationships are instrumental in helping us succeed. Number four, negative thinking. As we navigate life, so many things that we do and think are second nature. Thoughts go in and out. Our circle may start saying things that once sounded off or odd, but months or years later are normal and go unnoticed. This mixture of repetition, internal and external, creates additional subconscious thinking that can become dangerous to growth. Thoughts that echo in our head telling us that there is no way to achieve something, that the weekend is better than the week, that happiness is found under a blanket of money, that you can't start a business, that you can't quit your job because it's safe, that you don't have enough time each day to work on the life that you want. These are merely thoughts, sentences, 
negative influences that hold us back from achieving. See, these negative influences, whether we think they are small or not, have a huge ability to stop us dead in our tracks. And these thoughts or comments cross our mind over 45,000 times a day. And here's the kicker. Most don't even realize them because it's normal. Because this is the way we've been living and thinking for the last 20 years or 40 years. It's embedded. So how do we dig ourselves out of these thoughts? When these thoughts come up or when these comments are made, either by yourself in a room or within your circle of friends or your network, ask yourself, is it really true? Is there something that can be done to change that? Question the validity of these thoughts and comments. Just because they have been so common in our mind and environment does not necessarily make them true. And here's a bonus tip. An easy way to identify these limiting thoughts and comments from ourselves, look out for sentences or thoughts that involve the words try or can't or won't or should. And here's why these are so key. These negative thoughts, these comments, stop us from achieving great things. They hold us back. They build a layer of excuses which trick our minds into thinking there is no alternative, that the excuse is outside of our control, that there is no way to surpass these things. But when we can unravel them and create a positive comment or thought from these initial viruses, we can create fuel. We create an alternative world, which helps us to propel us towards our goals and our dreams. These thoughts and comments over time can hold us back from achieving success, from finding happiness, a sentence, a comment from someone else. Don't let thoughts or words be the thing that holds you back. Don't let it define your life. Number five, holding on to the perfect outcome. When we start to obsess over the perfect outcome, we only play in the safe zone. When we hyper-focus on the perfect outcome, rather than refining our actions to get those results, we become obsessive over it turning out perfect, which means that we fear things turning out exactly how we've envisioned. And what does that mean? It means that now we're playing defense to this intention rather than playing offense and just going the course. It means that we take less swings, which means less opportunities to refine those attempts for a better outcome. The outcome is going to be the outcome. Now, that doesn't mean we're not thoughtful of the outcome or what it will result in and how it pertains to our goals or day 
the next few hours, it means that we believe in ourselves and our abilities. Questioning the outcome only puts our mind in a place where it begins to doubt, to question, to play out those hypotheticals. All of those things clogs our perspective and ultimately paralyzes action. This is the part where most hesitate and delay. They fear the potential downside of what they've painted in their head rather than what is possible through the outcome of action. Now, this doesn't mean that we're not going to have a vision and clarity around an outcome. It just means that we're focused on what we want, not what we don't want. Painting this perfect outcome and obsessing over it welcomes the opportunity of what we don't want to happen, which means those thoughts continue to leak into our mind. If we focus on what we don't want, we'll create more of that. This could look something like maybe your intention is something around time. And maybe you've thought to yourself, I want to stop spending so much time watching TV. Shift this intention to, I want to find more positive, productive ways to spend my time. The right wording can mean everything as this can echo to many different parts of our lives. Just as our physical environment plays a major role in our life, so does our mental environment. Mental wordsmithing can be a craft that creates a beautiful piece of art. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into behaviors that are limiting your growth. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.